Welcome to Interesting Times. I'm Joe Streckert. As much as I like to talk about crazy people and terrible things on this show, I'm not a cynic. Uh, I enjoy talking about scams and people dying and disasters and all that. But I don't think that human beings are hopeless. I don't think we're stupid or terrible or inherently evil. I think we are the most complex forms of existence in a known universe. And that's kind of neat. We're sapient, we're intelligent, and not to get too out there, but we are the parts of existence that are aware of existing. And as sapient, intelligent beings, we are the way that the universe perceives itself. That's kind of great. And one of the most amazing and important aspects of human intelligence and this whole project we're doing called Civilization has been writing. And amazingly, writing has been invented not once, not twice, but three times throughout human history. There are three generally accepted independent points of origin for writing throughout the world, Sumeria, China, and Mesoamerica. The general consensus is that Sumeria, they invented it first, followed by China, though some Chinese nationalists, they claim otherwise, followed by Mesoamerica. And this makes sense when you think about human migration over time throughout the globe. Humans, after all, we came out of Africa, and then across Asia, and then there was that land bridge over the Bering Strait, then down to Mesoamerica. So those things all line up rather nicely. And in the case of Mesoamerican writing, there's something of a mystery about when exactly the written word was invented in that part of the world. So here's what we know for sure. We know for sure about early Mesoamerican writing known as Zapotec. That dates from around 500 to 600 BCE. And for a long time, many experts said that Zapotec writing, that was the earliest Mesoamerican writing that we knew of. That was the origin point for script, for the written word, in that part of the world. But that narrative is in doubt now. There is one artifact, one slab of glyph-strewn stone, one piece of writing, well, maybe it's writing, that puts that whole widely accepted narrative into doubt. Also, the existence of this artifact, it places the origins of writing in Mesoamerica with the Olmec rather than with later Mesoamerican civilizations. And the Olmec, they are an utterly fascinating people. They are most known for their statuary. You would probably be familiar with the Olmec's giant stone heads if you saw them. They are people who left behind a lot of stuff in terms of art, in terms of visual representation. But this artifact is different from most other Olmec artifacts. This isn't just another giant stone head. This isn't another statue. This is a block with writing on it. Maybe. It's called the Cascajal block. It was found in Mexico in the 1990s, and it's a 25-pound stone strewn with a system of writing that no one speaks, no one reads, and no one even really recognizes. The block, it has 28 distinct signs on it, and 62 total signs. So, one of the reasons why people think it is writing, and not just pictures of things, is that so many of the signs repeat, suggesting that some sounds, some topics, and some ideas, they recur again and again in the script. Uh, the stone, it's a stone called serpentine, and it's also slightly concave, and that suggests that maybe the stone was erased and written on again and again and again, like it was some sort of ancient sketch pad. Whatever the Cascajal block says, if it says anything, it is short. 
Even assuming that the 62 total signs are words rather than letters or grammatical marks, that is a pretty brief message. And there is no hard evidence about what it could say. There is only speculation. Speculations like it was maybe something used in religious rituals and a short sort of invocation or prayer or the like was written down, erased, and then new ones were written. Or, more banally, it was something that an ancient accountant would use. Uh, going back to ancient writing systems that we do understand in ancient Samaria, a lot of the first things that were written down were list of stuff. You would have, say, a pictograph of a sheep, and then tally marks about how many sheep you had, or a sheaf of wheat, then tally marks about how many wheat you had, etc. And I think it is just as probable that this thing might have been used by an ancient accountant listing stuff and things as maybe some kind of priest or that sort of thing. If it was used for anything at all, there is debate about whether or not this thing actually is genuine, whether or not this thing even is an Olmec artifact. A non-zero amount of experts think that the Cascahal block might be a hoax. Uh, it was found, not by archaeologists, but by construction workers, and it was divorced of any real hard archaeological context. Also, the script on it is horizontal. The earliest Mesoamerican script, that Zapotec script, that we know of, that's vertical. So, if a modern person wanted to fake ancient script, they would write it like modern Western writing is written, horizontally, rather than how ancient Mesoamerican writing was written, vertically. So there's ambiguity about whether or not it's genuine. If it is a hoax, nobody has copped to it being a hoax, and nobody has uncovered the hoaxers. When I was reading about the Cascahal block, though, I was surprised by the amount of articles that wanted it to be definitive, or to say that it was certainly uh, the script, again, if it's genuine, pushes back the origin of writing in Mesoamerica all the way back to about 900 BCE. And that puts the Olmecs, rather than later civilizations, in an extraordinarily rarefied group with the Sumerians and Chinese. It allows the Olmecs, this enigmatic, mysterious civilization that left behind these giant stone heads, in this exclusive club with the two other civilizations that we know invented writing. The Olmecs, they've been the subject of all kinds of speculation and pseudo-history. Because we have their statuary and nothing else, uh, we get things like fictionalized high-tech Olmecs. They played a key role in a 1980s cartoon that I watched as a kid called Mysterious Cities of Gold, where the Olmecs were kind of this lost high-tech civilization. I thought this was really cool when I was like eight. I still think it's kind of cool. Uh, also, the Olmecs have been the subject of speculation by pseudo-historians like Ivan van Sertima, who thought they were from Africa, by Thor Heyerdahl, who thought they were Vikings, by other people who thought they were Chinese. They are none of those things. They are from Mesoamerica. And for more on that, listen to episode three of this show, Incorrect Ideas About Olmecs. So, the Cascahal block, if it's real, it makes the Olmecs this enigmatic civilization that people like to dream about even more important. It also potentially throws a bit of light on that enigmatic civilization. Instead of having to speculate about what they were like just based on their pictures and statuary, maybe we could get something they wrote down. Maybe we could get something that we've never had before. Their words. That would be extremely cool. 
Now, in the Casca Hall Block's favor of not being a hoax, it does seem to be evocative of other Olmec symbols. There are things on it that resemble things like ears of corn, fish, insects, that kind of sort of look like symbols that we have seen on other Olmec artifacts, but we can't definitively say that it's 100% related to those other Olmec pictographs. And there's a lot that we don't know about the Cascahal block. The sample size of the writing, only those 62 glyphs, that is way too small of a sample size for us to attempt any kind of decoding or translation. And again, who knows? Might be a hoax. What I am hoping for is that another different equivalent of the Cascahal block is eventually dug up. I am hoping that, just like the construction workers in the 1990s who got lucky and found this thing, other archaeologists or other diggers are going to find something else from the same time period with similar symbols on it and maybe some genius linguist or some hyper-intelligent computer program will be able to finally, finally translate it given a big enough sample of the language. But that's just hope on my part. I don't know if we're ever actually going to get any of those answers. But it's the questions and the mystery that makes the Cascahal block interesting, not the hard answers about the Olmecs. And the questions and the mystery are why I'm doing an episode on this artifact in the first place. So here's the thing about the block. It's either a hoax or it's not. And if the Cascahal block is revealed to be a hoax, it's still worth thinking about. If it is a hoax, it's a great one. It's one that has fooled a fair amount of authorities and journalists and a lot of enthusiasts about ancient Mesoamerica for some time, and that is something that I respect. I respect that amount of audacity. And then if it's not a hoax, it's revelatory. If it's real, it's revolutionary. It pushes the origins of writing in Mesoamerica back by hundreds of years and potentially gives us a window into this ancient and mysterious Olmec civilization. Whatever the Cascahal block is, though, and whatever it maybe says, we know that it is something. It is unmistakably human-made. Agency went into making those symbols. Now, that might sound like a trivial thing to note, but it puts the Cascahal block head and shoulders over another supposed piece of ancient writing, that puzzled scholars of Norse history for years and years and years. So there was, for a long time, this supposed piece of ancient Norse writing called the Runamo inscription, and it was a series of things that kind of looked like Viking runes etched into a rock. Linguists and historians and archaeologists puzzled over this thing for decades, wondering what these ancient Norsemen could have written in this rock. It eventually turned out to just be a bunch of normal cracks in the rock that a lot of experts had been trying to translate for decades and decades and decades. So, at least the Cascahal block isn't that. It's no Runamo inscription. And the way I see it, the ambiguity that surrounds this particular piece of stone is, at least for the time being, a feature rather than a bug. Uh, the mystery of what it could have said, if it's real, and what it means is precisely why it's alluring. The ambiguity about what it means, if it means anything, is attractive. I am not really a betting man, but if I was, I would bet you that it's probably just something about inventory, relating to, say, the amount of corn or the amount of fish that a place had. And as soon as that ambiguity is breached, and we know that it's just, say, about corn amounts, it's going to be a lot less exciting. 
But right now, when it's really the only thing of its type, when it's the only example of Olmec writing that we maybe have, the Cascahal block is infused with all this mystery. And when we look at history, I think it's important that we be okay with that amount of ambiguity and uncertainty. We have to look at a mystery or an unsolved puzzle and be at peace with it. The Cascahal block is one of those mysteries. We cannot definitively call it Olmec writing. It only presents us with possibility. It only presents us with the shadow of a story rather than a hard fact. In a way, it is just as enigmatic as those Olmec stone heads with the blank eyes that stare out on present-day observers. But to bring it all around, the simple fact that humanity has invented writing not once, not twice, but three times throughout human history is immensely cool. If, for example, there was some horrible fluke or accident and the apocalypse showed up and all human knowledge, even writing, was lost, I am very, very confident that new humans just like the Sumerians, just like the Chinese, and just like either the Olmecs or Zapotecs did, would recreate writing. I don't think that that is something that was a fluke or an accident. That is just something that we do in this project that we call Civilization. This podcast is entirely supported by our generous Patreon supporters. Uh, I would like to specifically thank Miles Stokes and Rachel Edidin. Uh Thank you guys very, very much. And, podcast listeners, if you have not listened to their podcast, Rachel and Miles Explain the X-Men, please do that. Their podcast is excellent. Interesting times. We're recorded at the offices of Portland's X-Ray FM, 91.1 and 107.1 in Portland, Oregon. Uh, the engineer is Arthur Rosado. We're available on iTunes. Go to iTunes. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Uh, we're also on Stitcher. I'm on Twitter and Facebook. Facebook.com slash Interesting Times with Joe Streckert. Thank you very much for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye. She said love, love, love is everything. I said okay, I guess, whatever. She said what does that mean? Said maybe 